0: Well, good morning. This is Rick Pina and I am bringing you today's word for October 24th, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. This is actually part 34 of the overall series. Um, so, this is week seven of the series thus far. I trust that this series has been a blessing to you. The title of today's message is Soaring in Life. Soaring in Life. Let's get into it. So, in John 1 14, John 1 these are our foundational scriptures. The Bible says the word became flesh and he, Jesus, made his dwelling among us. We were able to behold his glory. It was the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth. In verse 17, the Bible says the law was given by Moses and then grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so the way that the apostle John wrote that, it just lends itself well to some type of compare and contrast. The law was given by Moses. We got that. Old covenant, Old Testament. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Got that. New covenant. You know, New Testament. And we have to understand the differences between the two so that we can receive everything that Jesus died to provide us. So along those lines, we studied Galatians chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5. Uh, We got to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 18 a couple of days ago, and we're still stuck there. So let's go back to it again today. Galatians 5 and 18 from the Passion Bible translation reads, but when you are brought into the full freedom of the spirit of grace you will no longer be living under the domination of the law but soaring above it when you when you are brought into the full freedom of the spirit of grace the holy spirit and you're led by the holy spirit into the grace of god you will no longer be living by the law no longer be living under the domination of the law but you will be soaring above it so in As New Testament believers, we're supposed to be soaring above whatever was experienced in the Old Covenant. The writer of Hebrews says that we have a better covenant, and it's based on better promises. So what does this mean to you today? I'm talking about soaring above, right? What does this mean to you today? I have two things to share with you about soaring. This is really important, so I want you to, to stop, rid yourself of all distractions, and open up your heart to these two things. You ready? Here we go, number one. You must get to the point where you're convinced that God loves you, where you are really, absolutely convinced that God loves you. In the Old Covenant, uh, the emphasis was on you and what you could do for God, right? So scriptures kind of read like this, and I have to keep driving this home God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. In the Old Covenant, the scriptures, and I could grab a bunch of them, read something like, if you obey, or if you acknowledge, or If you honor. Right. So the spotlight was on man and you and and what you could do for God. And the question was, do you love God? Right. Do you love God? If you love the Lord, if you do this and, you know, do you love God? That was really kind of the emphasis, broad brush, high level, 50,000 foot view, Old Testament. Now, under the new covenant, the covenant that Jesus ushered us into, I'm talking about grace and truth. The emphasis is not on what we do for God. Actually, the emphasis is on God and what he's already done for us. The spotlight is on him. The problem is, it's a twofold problem. Problem is, number one, that most believers don't have a revelation of what God has already planned for their lives, meaning that they cannot see into the future that God prepared. So you hear me, you watch me, and you listen to me every day, and I'm telling you, God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. God made plans for you before the world began. And I'm showing you scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture. But the problem is, and the Holy Spirit reveals that to us. Here's a major problem. The problem is a lot of believers are not sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And so they they don't know. They're unaware of the plans that God made for them before the world began. And then number two, on those occasions where they did get it, they got a glimpse of it, right? So God gave them a dream while they were speaking. God gave them a vision while they were awake. God gave them a word while they were driving in their car. Or God sent someone to them and, and you're at Walmart and somebody walks up to you and says, I don't normally do this. Actually, I've never done this before. I don't know you. I don't want you to think I'm crazy, but God sent me over here to say boom, 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 whatever, thus and so. And so on those occasions where God gives you a glimpse of what he called you to do and you see yourself doing something you've never done before and you know that's God and you're like, oh, man, that's me. That's me in my future. And you got to see into your future and you come back and like, where do I do with it now? The problem is that most people don't have the faith to believe it. Most people don't have the faith to believe what God revealed. Why? Because what God reveals seems too good to be true. Then they struggle with, okay, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, uh, me? Like God says uh, to Moses, go, you know, tell Pharaoh, let my people go. He's like, me? I, I, I can't speak. Don't say that. Uh, no, I, I can't do that. What are you talking about? I'm telling you, this is what I, I reveal. God says to Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. Me? A mighty man of valor? No, you got the wrong dude. I don't know if you know this, God, but there's like 12 tribes in Israel. And out of all 12 tribes, my tribe is the weakest tribe. And out of in my tribe, like if you line up all the men, I'm the last man on the list. And so I'm the weakest man from the weakest clan. And here God is calling. God always speaks to your to be stage from your right now stage. The problem is that, number one, a lot of believers don't see it. And then number two, when they do see it, they don't have the faith to believe it because they think it's good, too good to be true. Why would God take a, a coward and call him a champion? Why? Because of his grace. Because that's what God does. God calls. God is in the business of making holy garments out of flawed material. God wants to use you not because you're good. God wants to use you because God is good. And you got to get this down in your heart. And a lot of people struggle with the fact that, man, why would God want to do that with me? Why would God want to be so good to me. You know why? They struggle with that because they don't believe in his grace. That's why I got to keep preaching it. Grace and truth. I got to keep preaching this thing until you get it. You got to get past these struggles. You have to get to the point where you settle the issue of God's grace towards you. God wants to bless you richly. God wants to use you for his glory. And he does not want to do it because you are good. He wants to do it because he is good, because God is good, because of his grace. This down in your heart. You must fully embrace the fact that the grace of God towards you is unconditional. The love of God towards you is unconditional. Let me. Th- uh, you gotta believe the love, right? So the Apostle John, the Apostle John is known as the Apostle of Love. He wrote more about the love of God than anybody else. Like Paul wrote more about the grace of God than anyone else, right? So let's go to love for a moment. Let's talk about the Apostle John. The Apostle John was so convinced. <laughs> that God loved him. That when he wrote, he's the one that said God is love. When he talked about himself in scripture, he wrote in third person, right? And then he calls himself the disciple Jesus loved. He calls himself. He said, hey, you know, then Matthew did this and Andrew did that. And then the disciple Jesus loved, which he's talking about himself. The disciple Jesus loved did thus and so. You know why he wrote? He wrote like that because he was convinced that God loved him. He he saw himself as God's favorite. Listen, that's how you got to see yourself. You got to be so convinced that God loves you, that you, watch this. I'm going to ask you to say this. And, and and in your heart, it might rub you the wrong way. You got to get past that. Whatever that sandpaper is in your heart, get past it. Say, I'm, I'm God's favorite. Say that. Say, I'm God's favorite. Say, God loves me. Say, God loves me. Watch this. Say, God loves me and I know it. So when you got to get to the point where John said this in 1 John 4 and 16, we have come to know the love God has for us. Watch this. And then he said, and we believe the love. You got to believe it. You can't just know it. You got to believe the love God has for you. Knowing that God loves you is not good enough. You have to believe it. You have to believe you have to be so convinced that God loves you and that he wants to bless you because God is good, not because you're good. that that you can open up your heart to, to the faith that God wants you to have. And this is how you soar in life. This is the gospel. This is grace. This is the good news. This is what the Apostle Paul is teaching. Number two, man, I'm excited this morning. I have two things to share with you. The second point, once you know that God loves you, you are able to soar in life by his grace. The reason why this is paramount for us is because as new covenant believers, to live In the new covenant, to live in the freedom of God's grace and truth, you got to be disconnected with the law. You have to be. Because, watch this. If you're not disconnected from the law, if your belief system is contingent upon your performance, then your belief system will never match the level of your divine assignment. So let me say it another way. If the level of your faith is tied to the level of your perceived goodness towards God, then the level of your faith will never reach God's best because your performance will never be good enough to measure up to the size of your calling. Let me say that again. Your performance will never be good enough to measure up to the size of your calling because God calls you beyond your ability to perform. God calls you. God's call on your life exceeds anything that you could ever work for or earn or deserve. So God does this to take the spotlight and the pressure off of you. Now, so if you are going to be the man the woman that God called you to be, If you are going to soar in life, it is going to happen because of God's goodness towards you, not your goodness towards him. It will only happen because of God's grace and not your performance. Now, this is the message of the New Testament. This is the gospel. This is grace. And I pray that you get this down in your heart. This is how we're supposed to live. Our faith has to access God's grace. That's enough for today. I covered a lot. You might need to watch this again. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for your goodness, kindness, mercy, and grace towards me. I have come to know your love. More importantly, I believe your love. I believe you love me unconditionally. I believe you want to use me for your glory. I believe you made plans For me, before I was born, I believe you look past my faults, my flaws, and my failures. And you call me anyway. You saved me and called me by grace. Your grace is unmerited. Your favor is undeserved. You don't bless me because I'm good. (laughs) You bless me because you plan to bless me. Because you're good. I believe your love. I receive your love. I soar in life because I'm convinced you love me. And I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button. Subscribe. You're going to get all my notes in your email, email inbox for free. Sign up. Get the messages. Thank you for allowing me to speak into your life. Head into this day knowing that God loves you, that you can soar in life because God loves you, because God God loves you with an unconditional love. He will never turn his back on you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never relax the grip that he has on you. He loves you and he's more committed to you than you're committed to yourself. I'm talking about that's the type of love that God has towards you. Go into this day believing and receiving and becoming the love of God. Soar in life and do me a favor. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. God bless you.